The following content is sponsored in partnership with Haymarket Media U.S. Hi, I'm Marcus Gowitz, editor-at-large for MMM, and I'm really excited to be part of this sponsored podcast with Swoop. And I'm joined again by my guest, Katie Carr, SVP of Sales. Hey, Katie. Hey, Mark. How are you today? I'm great, thanks. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. And we're going to be having a series of conversations on how pharma marketers can employ some of the newer data-driven methodologies to uh, have better conversations, more informed ones with patients and consumers. In the first episode, in case you missed it, we talked about some of the building blocks from a data-driven perspective of those kinds of uh, campaigns from AI to machine learning and real-world health data. This time, we're going to delve into why changes in healthcare marketing demand that advertisers go with a more privacy safe approach. And so in case people didn't tune in for the first one, can you just give folks a high-level overview of Swoop and, and what you do? Absolutely, Mark. So Swoop offers a number of different solutions for pharmaceutical advertisers today. I'm going to focus today primarily on our targeting capability because that's really what our conversation is going to revolve around. So from a targeting perspective, we use real-world data in conjunction with artificial intelligence and machine learning to create really high audience quality segments that drive script lift. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we understand really well at Swoop is that every brand is going to have its own unique challenges and therapeutic advantages. And therefore, we create every single one of our segments customized based on those specific needs of the brand. And essentially, that's why we tend to outperform other initiatives uh, 2-4-X. And really, that's why we're trusted by the top 42 out of 50 pharmaceutical manufacturers and top 18 out of 20 pharmaceutical agencies today. Okay, great. So can you talk about what's happened with Swoop over the last couple of years, you know, with COVID? What kind of impact did that have on the company? From a cultural perspective, it definitely had a large impact. We were no longer seeing each other in person. We were no longer seeing our clients in person. We had to get really comfortable with a lot of Zoom meetings. And, you know, the company really expanded over the course of the last two years that our teams doubled and tripled. So it wasn't until recently that we met some of our colleagues that we work with on a day-to-day basis, which was really, really great. So, you know, I think everyone had to really step up and create an environment to ensure that we were all connecting with each other in the digital landscape that we were able to connect on. Sure, sure. It's not like meeting somebody for the first time in person who you've uh, connected virtually with over the last couple yeah, of years, right? Yeah, it feels so great. It was yeah, so nice, yeah. yeah. it's nice, nice. Yeah. So we you know, hinted at uh, some of the privacy changes that are taking place on the marketing landscape with some of the big walled gardens, the platforms. Mm-hmm. Can you give folks a high-level overview of what some of those changes are? Yeah, so there have been a lot of changes uh, from a privacy standpoint as of recent, right? You see mm-hmm. what Apple, Google, and Facebook have done. Uh, Apple being one, you know, Apple iOS 14.5 update, it prompted users to determine whether or not they wanted to be tracked in app. Mm-hmm. I've seen a couple articles on this. It looks like over 96% of users chose not to be tracked. Mm-hmm. And this left marketers thinking, now what? 
right? And we saw this because a lot of our marketers were doing a lot of Facebook ads and they had to move their dollars pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you see what Facebook's done with their Mm -hmm. interest groups, specifically within health. This was an area that a lot of our advertisers bought into. We also saw this. We knew when it was being announced because we were getting a lot of phone calls from uh, the same advertisers that were investing in it. And basically what this meant was advertisers could no longer advertise to users who were, say, a part of uh, Diabetes World Mm -hmm. Day, right? Mm -hmm. The assumption being that if you're part of Diabetes World Day, you likely have diabetes or you know someone who does. And that opportunity was taken away. Mm -hmm. And then you look at Google. So Google just recently announced Topics, right? By the time this airs, they probably will announce something else. But Mm -hmm. what Topics does is it looks at a user's search history over a three-week time period. And I've talked to a lot of advertisers about this. I think the consensus here is that this type of being able to target this way for health is just going to be too broad, right? So it's really challenging uh, for the pharmaceutical space, right? Mm -hmm. And then last but not least, you also have Google saying Android cross-app tracking is going to be eliminated Mm -hmm. by 2024, Mm -hmm. very similar to what we saw with Apple, right? So there are a lot of changes happening uh, in the marketplace So I think there's going to be a lot of change to come as well. Sure, sure. And how is this affecting healthcare marketers? What are you seeing in in the market? Yeah, so it's making it really difficult to uh, understand where to invest your dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you got contextual targeting, which is still an opportunity, but very, very limited. And then when you think about the removal of cookies, you know, you become very challenged. So you you have to start looking at solutions that no longer depend on the cookie, right? Mm-hmm. And we even have advertisers calling us about the measurement piece, right? Because now the measurement piece is, you know, many times there these vendors are using cookies as part of their measurement methodology. So we really have to think about, you know, full circle, like from a targeting perspective, as well as from a uh, measurement perspective, how we're going to be handling these changes in the next couple of years to come. Sure, sure. Now you're talking about privacy, which is obviously a big topic. Yeah. Uh, Talk about how Swoop approaches privacy safe. What what does that mean for Swoop? Yeah, so Swoop, you know, privacy is first and foremost with everything that we do. Our former CEO and founder spent a lot of time on Capitol Hill, ensuring that the folks up there understood the importance of being able to market to a patient in order to ensure that they're knowledgeable about the disease state or the treatment that might be Mm life-saving, right? And and also, how do we ensure that there's privacy as well, kind of like balancing the two, right? And so, you know, we were the first and only at the time marketing company or vendor that markets to patients that was approved by the NAI. The NAI is Network Advertising Initiative, and they have a very stringent approval process that happens on an annual basis that ensures that anyone who is a member is within certain parameters when it comes to how they touch the data and how they use the data, right? Mm -hmm. And so my recommendation to anyone out there who's working with a data provider, uh, ask a few questions, right? First, you want to ask is your data HIPAA compliant and do you have a HIPAA certification, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's going to confirm that all of the data cannot be, is de-identified. Then 
are you an NAI member? And honestly, you don't even have to ask. You can just go to thenai.org and look, scroll down to the bottom. I just did this. And there's a little section for members. You'll see all of the logos of people who are actual members. Mm -hmm. If a vendor says they're compliant, that doesn't mean they're a member. Mm -hmm. So you just want to ensure, because compliant could mean a lot of things. Compliant to who, right? right? So definitely ensure that. And then last but not least, one of the red flags that came up more recently with an advertiser is if they're sending you a segment that's over 50% audience quality, that's definitely a red flag. Mm -hmm. The more prevalent conditions are going to have a higher audience quality than the less prevalent conditions. But when you're dealing with an indication like, let's say, diabetes, right? Mm -hmm. Those segments should not be created above 50% because there is a scientific reason why over 50% you could potentially re-identify that patient. Mm -hmm. And so no segment that's being used for targeting should be over 50%. That's really important consideration and and thing to watch out for when you're vetting a vendor's data. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Great. Great. Now you talked about how um, marketers are and aren't so familiar with some of these changes on, on the landscape. Um, that some of the platforms are are coming out with. But when it comes to privacy, how are you seeing advertisers kind of act on on these privacy concerns amongst the consumer audience? Are they kind of with the program yet or are they kind of lagging a little bit? You know, it's hit or miss. I think some of our brands are very strict about ensuring that NAI compliance and they won't even work with us without. They also have their own strict, stringent privacy approvals that we go through with most Mm -hmm. of the major manufacturers. Um, There are a few there that don't require any type of privacy review, which is shocking to me because, you know, you're putting your brand at risk. Um, But, you know, so it is it is hit or miss. But I do think more and more today, the larger manufacturers are really focused on Mm -hmm. ensuring that privacy is first, as it should be. Especially if you're talking about marketing in a state like California, where there are privacy regulations and yep. statutes, you could be doing something that's potentially putting, like you said, your brand at risk. Yep. Uh, whereas in other states, it might not be the case. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And partners like Swoop, we have a team that's really on top of all these laws as as soon as they're changing at the state level. So mm-hmm. if you ever have specific questions around it, I get these a lot from clients and I just set up a call and ensure you're with the right folks who can talk through like what we're hearing from the state level. What are the solutions? What what are we anticipating and all of that? Sure. Sure. Okay. It reminds me of what was going on several years ago with uh, states like like Vermont and Maine and kind of terms mm-hmm. of in, in terms of requiring physicians to disclose gifts and, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And sunshine laws and yep. yeah, Katie. What kind of uh, changes have you seen patients undergo in this landscape? Yeah, so we've seen a number of changes. So when we look at the data itself, uh, post-pandemic or during pandemic, we saw a very extreme uh, increase in the amount of patients that were using telemarketing services or telehealth, telehealth right, yeah. services. Um, And then from a media perspective, we talked about Apple iOS 14.5 update. I mean, you've got a lot of patients who are opting out to be tracked within app, right? Um, But then we also see the consumption of the media Mm -hmm. evolving as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Netflix is increasing, you know, anything that's addressable TV, we're beginning to see large increases there in consumption of of that media. Right. And and a lot of the other competitive streaming platforms like Hulu really kind of emerged and, and got traction during the during the pandemic, didn't Yeah, they? and that's where, you know, it becomes more and more important to start leveraging real-world data in order to find those uh, patients that 
that might not be active in the same places that they were in the past. Mm -hmm. And so you can use leverage real world data like Swoops data for things like planning, understanding where the patients are engaging, and then as well as the targeting piece, right? Mm -hmm. Great. So you mentioned audience quality and the importance of that earlier. Can you kind of delve into that topic a little bit? Double click on that one if you will, if you would. Yeah, of course. Uh, it really just boils down to the prevalence of a condition within a segment, right? So um, an example would be, we talked about diabetes. If it's at 50% uh, audience quality, that means out of a segment of, let's say, 2,000 IDs, 1,000 of those IDs are diagnosed with diabetes, type 2 diabetes, based on our data asset. So in short, Katie, it's really about creating those custom audiences with like-for-like -like patients rather than through some of the older demographic and behavioral targeting. And that kind of helps a, a brand strike the right balance, right? Yeah, that's exactly correct, Mark. You just said the word balance, and that's really what it is, right? Kind of understanding that it's really important that we identify those patients and reach them, engage and educate them in order to increase their uh, quality of life. And also looking at the private of the patient, ensuring that we're not reaching out to the wrong patients and ensuring that we're also not reaching out to a, a patient with a sensitive condition and mm -hmm. so on. So um, it really is about striking the balance between the two. Katie, what three things should uh, listeners know about working with Swoop? Yeah, absolutely. So privacy, number one, first and foremost, when you're dealing with a partner like Swoop, uh, real world data, this is definitely a privacy safe solution. Uh, and, you know, we, we will ensure that you feel comfortable before moving forward with anything. Number two, I think we hear this a lot from advertisers. They're concerned about the upfront costs that could be incurred when working with a partner like Swoop. I just want to reiterate, you know, when we create our custom segments based on your specific brand, we are not charging any upfront fees. And it's a very low threshold to create a statistically significant test when it comes to running something, say, programmatically. Uh, if you were to run a test through TV, many times the network's going to incur the, the cost uh, from a media perspective with data. And then last but not least, don't be intimidated. If you don't know everything about real-world data, you don't need to, right? No one does, right? Um, feel free to reach out to a super, myself, our site, or someone else in the industry, but we've got a lot of experts in the space from a privacy standpoint, from a pharmaceutical standpoint, and from a data perspective to have those conversations with you. Great. Thank you, Katie. This is fascinating. And uh, thank you, everybody out there for tuning into this conversation about why changes in healthcare marketing demand that brands go with a more privacy-safe form of uh, advertising. Join us in the next conversation where Katie and I are going to delve more into how custom audience segments fit into an omni-channel configuration and fit into the media plan.